Hey everyone, today's episode, there are mentions of racism, homophobia, mental health issues, substance dependence issues, and suicide. If any of these things affect you, please give this one a miss. There are also resources in the show notes, and please reach out to Lifeline at any time on 13 11 14. A listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Guys, Jimmy and Nate are back again to talk about mental health. Um, as usual, trigger warning with mental health, but this is an amazing chat with the boys and it's a great chat with Jimmy who suffers from depression and Nath who is his best mate who's there for him. It sounds very basic, but honestly, I love the boys so much. So give it a chance, you know. If you missed part one, go back and listen because we had a great chat with the boys about masculinity and growing up and how they became not pieces of shit straight white men. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, Jim, you're very open about your mental health, and then Nate, you're very open about like helping Jimmy with his well, it's, it's, it's mental a journey health, that we've been on together. Is, yes, mm. because you're 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 not only radio co-hosts, you're also best friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys, genuinely are Brothers. best friends. Brothers, yes. Mm. We spend way too much time together. But yeah, way too much. It's Code fucking dependent. annoying. Code yeah, that's my psychologist says. Actually, unhealthy. Anyway. Borderline. Yeah, mm. I mean, uh, Jimmy did rock up to. Uh, Nate's holiday with his mm. fiance. In Positano. Yeah. Yeah, Positano. <laughs> it was wrong with it. Yeah, he was so funny. He's walking down the stairs in Positano. I'm sitting next to my fiance, Meg, and I just hear this, Ciao, Bella. Now, I knew straight away it was him. Meg didn't even turn around, and she looks at me and goes, What the fuck is he doing <laughs> and here? And I go, oh, I don't know. So he, know. he crashed their fucking holiday that she <laughs> Anyway, it's, I got really mad at I them. didn't crash. Uh, it was just a coincidence, you know. I know. <laughs> as I <laughs> live, you read to. James Smith. We have it on record me asking you how you knew where they were and you said he had his find his friends on. You sent me a photo of yeah. the exact beach share he was on. Yeah, yeah, anyway, I, anyway, okay, get a fucking grip. I understand that your mental health is important, but like <laughs> let let Nate have what Meg's poor mental health. <laughs> hey, she took photos yes. of us. Yeah, they made, they made Meg do content. Yeah. They made Meg take videos of the boys <laughs> of them and their matching matching budgie smugglers. The best was Lem she knew what she had to do as well. Like she sat down and Meg goes, give me the phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, you want a landscape portrait? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 0.5. All right, here we go. But Jim, you're fucking hell. I, honestly, it makes me feel sad. I can't even talk about it. I would be, I would be raging. I'd be so angry. If More you so and me were on holidays in... and Nace rocked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You fine with that? Or you'd be angry. I'd be like, ciao, Bella. I'll be, you can't be angry at Nate. You're easy to be angry at, Jimmy. No, no, no. See? Always forgiven. Yeah, always forgiven. You know why? Because he's a thespian, so he just changes. Oh, yeah. why? Um, but you're really open about your mental health struggles. Yes. And when we first, like, started talking in the office, because our desks are next to each other, all of us, um, you were sober yes. at the time. I guess leading on from the conversation about patriarchy affecting men as well, you seem to very easily speak about it online. Yeah. When did that 
start for you? Was that always easy to speak about your mental health? I feel like it wasn't. No, we um, were in Hobart. We would do, I, I was struggling with mental health my whole career or my whole life, but I just didn't know, I guess, when I was like, because again, growing up, there wasn't any, I didn't know, mental health wasn't a word. No one talked about depression or yeah. anything. I just self-medicated. I, I realized that if I exercised, I felt better. Mm. Um, and again, if I laid off the drink and stuff, I felt better. Because we're in a weird age group, I think, where, because I'm 28, you're 33. No, but we're like kind of in, we're in the last, I think I'm, cause I'm the last year of a millennial yeah. and then it's Gen Z from there. So they all, I think have had much more access to even different stories in general, but also like mental health facilities and information, even just through apps or TikTok or social media, or whatever. Yeah. But I think we still have the same mental health education as boomers. Like nothing no. really changed no. for like 70 years. Yeah. And then suddenly. It's everywhere. Yeah, which is amazing, which mm. is so good. Yeah. But we still had a thing of like, yeah, I didn't even know what mental health struggles were. And you thought that anyone that's on antidepressants was a nutcase, yeah. essentially, quote unquote. Yeah, I, I, I knew that probably my whole life, I guess, but I didn't know. And then um, when we were at the Red Radio Station over in Sydney, when we first started with Street You like to say, tenders, we're in a podcast, calm down. Fun. No, I'm not, I don't want to give them the credit. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> but we were there and um, I was, I'd struggle really hard some days there, like really hard. Like I remember I was like in tears, crying, sitting on this bench, like in Balmain, and we were supposed to go to these Nova Awards and Nathan didn't even know what to do. Nathan was just like, you suck it up and go. And so, Nate, so that's you. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I just, like, that's what you have to do. You suck mm-hmm. it up. Um, and I went and I just had an awful night and I just felt, yeah, and then I drank and I felt even worse. Because we'd had and, no training and we'd had no understanding. No. Do. How old were you then? Um, oh, 20. Okay. I would have been, yeah, 23. Okay. And then we end up in Tasmania and we start just because it, um, mental health becomes a bit more prevalent, like Movember reach out. They want to do things. Mm-hmm. Are you okay day? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lifeline. Uh, they just want to reach out to talk about their thing, their day, mm-hmm. their month, whatever. So we start chatting to more people through the radio show doing Hobart Breakfast. And then the more we chatted to people, I was like, oh, I might have depression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like a, a lot of things they're saying. I, I Like what? Feel um, just that, that sense of like nothing matters. I knew my life was good. Like at the time I had a great partner, nice, great, job's going okay, I'm enjoying it. But like I just had a feel that like of hopelessness, mm-hmm. like that every – like and then my brain would be like everyone hates you, your life sucks, your job sucks, like, you know, you're ugly. And I'd like I'd be like, no, like, no, I don't. I'm not. Mm. So it was like this sort of fight within myself, which Nathan would see when I'd come home. I'd we just... used to we used to sit at home because we lived with each other for yeah, five years. Much, yeah, it? it's all a bit much. Yeah, it's all a bit much. But we used to it's sit there and <laughs> oh, oh. Ding. credit. Um, <laughs> is there a credit? It's podcast. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, just a but, podcast. <laughs> but he used to go <laughs> radio. Uh, he used to he used to come home and we would sit and we were doing breakfast radio at the time and we would sit there. I would sit there for four five hours while he just spoke the whole time and I wouldn't mm. know what to say. I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to say. We'd try and come up with solutions and that's what Jim was talking about. We'd be like maybe you need to exercise more. And I remember you had this overwhelming sense of tiredness. You you're just tired, yeah, just tired all, all the, time. the time, so mm. tired all the time. And we would change when when he was c- coming into work or leaving. He's like, maybe I just need to be in the office less. Maybe I need to exercise more. Maybe mm. I need to jerk off more. Like all that kind of stuff. Okay. That was one I did pitch you. Yeah. And yeah. was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every week it was a different self form of medication. That's uh-huh. what it was. And it got to the point where I was like, mate, we've had these conversations so many times. Yeah. Uh, I and it got to the point where I was like, I don't know what to say to you. Mm. I was like, maybe, maybe you need to go and talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. How long did it take of, of that kind of cycle with Jim? To Two years. To- 
I reckon, years, yeah. two years probably. Were you thinking about it before? Did you talk to anyone I think, else yeah, I, I, about I spoke your worries to, about Jim? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really close with my old man. Mm. Uh, Jim knows this. Uh, really, really close with dad. And my dad's dad took his own life. Wow. Yeah, so dad, dad's very passionate about, you know, looking after up. He calls it, I mean, Big Mickey. He's very passionate about looking after up top, mate. Oh. Looking after up top. And so he's always been very open with me and, and wanting me to be able to talk to him about anything. Mm-hmm. And I've spoken about many, many things. My first ever breakup, I was an absolute mess. Mm. And I remember meeting him at work for a good hour and a half. And I remember he got his pay doctor and all that kind of stuff because mm. I was just a sobbing mess. And mm. he just has this ability to put things in, in a very ochre Aussie way, mm-hmm. but put things in perspective and mm-hmm. kind of take almost the ego of Nath out of it and be mm-hmm. like, hey, have a look at it through this lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what he that's what he kind of did with Jim as well. But and, and I remember saying to him, I was like, we're having these conversations with like all the time and, and I'm worried about him and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, well, mate, maybe maybe it's time that he saw somebody who knows what he's talking about. Because no mm. offence, I mean, you're his best mate, but you've got no fucking idea what no, to do. No, no idea. And then that's when I said that to you. And at first, you didn't love me suggesting that. No, I don't, I don't think... Um, but it's just the like, I look back, like, I'm actually happy it's sort of the way it played out because Nate never forced me to do anything. It was always... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when he suggested, he's like, maybe you should go chat to someone. I was like, maybe mm. you should fuck off. Um, <laughs> you, oh. That is how the conversation went. It's very went. Jimmy. I'm going to get him. So one, one yeah. thing I did learn is that all these incredible steps that Jim has taken and it's been remarkable, like, the, the way that he's changed and the steps that you've been brave enough to not only talk about but take yourself. Because mm. that's what it is. It's brave. Yeah. Like, uh, being able to do that and admit that with yourself and all that kind of stuff. But I one thing, and we've had this conversation, is that he had to make those decisions for himself. Mm. And I think a lot of people like that when it comes to mental health. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I couldn't I'm probably tell one him. of the most stubborn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't <laughs> tell him what to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 No he had to make that decision. Yeah. yeah. No, I could tell me what to do. I had to come to it. But I guess I, that's why I needed Nath because it was, it was very gentle. And I guess when it got to the point where I was like, all right, I want to go see someone. And it did chatting this. And again, like I, and I've said this many times, like finding your GP is really important. Mm-hmm. I have a really good GP. I still chat to him. He's in Tassie. Um, I can call him up if I need to, like telehealth or if I'm down in Tasmania for something, I'll step in and see him because it all starts with your GP. You need to have a good, you need to be able to have an open and honest conversation with them um, about anything because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they lie to their GP and they don't, then you're not going to get the proper help you need. Yeah. So I think, GP is really number one. And I was lucky that pre this, I just had stumbled across this bloke and I love him. Um, and then, yeah. He, and then finding a psychologist was like dating. Um, mm. I tell people that like, you're not going to find someone straight away that you love. Mm. So again, you know, I went through multiple until I found one that I really, really liked. Um, we used to talk about your psychologist, like your dating life. <laughs> How's this one? Like, like yes. he come over like, and how was she? Yes. So, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, we would literally like analyse it. it like he'd just been on a date. Yeah. 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 Did you fuck her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'll get you a beer. <laughs> um, uh, but that, like, that helped. But, Shut um, up, Jimmy. <laughs> but honestly. But that helped, did it? Yeah. <laughs> no, but seeing someone really helped, mm. and, I, and I'd still recommend it to people, you know, even if you're not suffering from something, I just think talking to someone outside your own family and friends and your mm. inner circle who knows sort of nothing is, is very helpful. I also say that when you're feeling great is a great time to go because there's even more self-improvement you can make because you're in your in a better space to be open and honest and and I guess try things like mm. when you're just in a shitty place all you want to do is get out of said shitty place yeah and there's too many thoughts as well when you're in a really shitty place like you can't kind of organize all the like you like like you were saying before you're like I'm ugly am I fucking am I me think of other things and what else is there? <laughs> like, I'm ugly and my, and my work is shit and, yeah. and, and I, I, I'm exhausted and I've got all these things. Whereas when you're in a good place, you can be like, I'm starting to feel like work is really exhausting me and you can kind of nip in yeah. the bud before. 
Yeah, and it's an, and like if there is people listening to this and you are, you know, maybe you're thinking about getting here at the start of whatever, like it's so fucking hard. Like it's so incredibly hard and, and it's not all going to be uphill and it's sort of like easy. Like I, when I started to see someone, I felt a lot better, but then the reality was I did need medication and I was very anti that because of the performative element of what Nathan and I do. I was so afraid that if I took any depressants, they would somehow numb who I am. Mm. Um, and this is when this conversation, this cycle started again. Again for a second time. So a second wow. time where he'd come home and once again, we're having these long conversations and it's like, maybe you should be on medication. Fuck mm. off. I don't mm. want to be on medication. And, and again, he had to make that decision. Yeah. And, like I, and I, and I, I go to a better place with, with therapy and, and, and doing like, and then, you know, learning how to meditate, learning how to journal, getting mm-hmm. my thoughts down and then reading them when they're outside of your own head. I think that's something that I find really helps. It can mm-hmm. ease anxiety as well. If you write it down and then you, you're reading it. So it's not your own thought. Cause when you have mm-hmm. your own thoughts, they can sort of influence your brain cause it's mm-hmm. going on. If you write down what you're thinking and then you read it back, you're like, Oh yeah, that's because of this or mm-hmm. that's not true. Um, so I found that help, but yeah. And then I, I did need me. I am on medication now, but then like, I just was self-destructive. I was drinking a lot using recreational drugs. I cheated on my partner at the time that put a lot of pressure on Nathan and I and his relationship because she was very close with Nathan Meg. Mm. Um, I then went out on Christmas Eve in Sydney by myself because I was supposed to stay at her place and she'd found out that I cheated. I ended up at Nate's parents place for Christmas day again, big Mickey looking after me in a hoodie. And I was, mm. I'd lost my wallet, my phone the night before. Like I was just destroying myself. And again, big Mickey, again, I went into Nate's family and it wasn't just Mickey. It was your, it was your sister. It was your mother. It was your nanny Lynn. They were just, nanny Lynn. I, I, I thought I was going to get a lecture from all these people because they all knew what I'd done. I cheated. I'd just done all these horrible things. I've been really bad. And no one, like they just put up arm around me. They're like, we love you, mate. You know, it's okay. You're not your mistakes. You know, they don't define who you are. It's, you know, and I was just like, like I was just crying because I'm like, what did I do to deserve this, this wonderful family, these wonderful people? And, you know, again, I, I, you know, the thing is you don't know you're at rock bottom until you're at rock bottom. You feel your feet hit it and you go, oh, I can push off now. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing like you can push off. And, you know, then I, and I did, I, I went and got antidepressants and the, I'll be honest, the ones that I first got, I couldn't come on. Um, like Supro? Yeah. Oh, it's so annoying. I'm on it and I can. No, because I remember you saying that the other day. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. There you go. No, 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 no. brags about it all the time. It's actually really. And going, oh, I, can, I came to this. <laughs> I'm a little coming today. I'm let's going cut, great. Let's cut to an and I'm video. also happy. It's like, wow, must anyway. be fucking nice. Yeah. So if you just show me a video of that later, because yeah, I can yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something you're doing. Oh, yeah. you swipe up now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a tip for people. Yeah, so I, and then that was honestly when they give you like the, there's so many side effects. There's the only one I was worried about is my dick. I'm like, will it get hard? No, like, but it does. It? No, but it does fuck with you. Like it makes you feel like you can't connect with anyone. And you feel like you're trying so hard at something that used to feel so natural. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's also it's a you confidence really thing too. It's a confidence and an ego. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it I'm is. In the it is a <laughs> Actually, that's interesting mm. as well. As well as being men, we've spoken about how you know rooting fucking chicks is to do with ego mm. and to do yeah. with confidence. It's all ego. So that's a complete, yeah. It's ego and confidence. That's what it is. Yeah, it's and like, validation. And yeah, it's all validation. Oh, mm. she's so hot. Get her up on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, fuck. You root her. He rooted her. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's, like a, it's like a gold star. That's yeah. what it is. That's, and if you can't have cummies, nah. what's so the point? I mm. went back and then it changed and then can come now, which is great. Um, hey, that's my goal. We're, we're, all, we're all thankful. We're all thankful. thankful. <laughs> <laughs> and, God, I'm proud. Like, yeah, it's, but again, like I was on antidepressants, things were going really good. And then, you know, I, I hit a really hard patch again. And then I didn't end up uh, drinking for 
Because I was, I was at, so I have a best friend before Nath. Um, so obviously when oh. me and Nath met. We don't talk about him. Yeah. No. <laughs> Nath, has, well. Nath has Harry and I have Joel. And we don't mention them. No. Okay. <laughs> Take them out. It's like when I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was best man at his wedding and I gave a speech. I don't like reading off it again. I, I think Nath and I are both pretty good at talking for a living. And I had some like points I wanted to hit. Like I knew there was moments I wanted to do. And I spoke, I walked around the room because I do hate when people give speeches and they, thank you. Sorry, you did crowd work. Yeah, yeah did crowd, crowd work. work. Yeah, you play off the crowd, mate. Play and, off the crowd. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I Give me an occupation. Gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna, what is work, Matt? What's the crazy thing you've ever but like, you know me if you They're like, it's 4 a.m. Yeah. Can you please stop? Yeah. Um, wrap it up. Yeah. And I got, a, I got a standing ovation. Everyone was like, it was a great speech. Everyone was like, it was really lovely. I didn't remember one thing. Right. I could not mm. remember. I couldn't tell you one thing. I was so drunk. I was so wasted. And I've realized that now that I can be a very high-functioning person when I'm drinking. I wouldn't say I'm an alcoholic. I, I Easily, there's been points in my life where I just stopped drinking because I'm like, I don't want to be in it. But... I've chatted my psychologist about it as well. Like it's, a, you know, it's training your brain and training, you know, synapses and those mm. neural pathways. Us as presenters and performers, it can be quite easy to turn that on. Like mm. we find it like even when, you know, we're struggling, you and I have had this conversation, Abby, when we're struggling, but we still come in to do the podcast or the radio show yeah. and we turn it on because I it's our job. Off air being like, yeah, not not good day to day. That it's like, burning <laughs> Gen 60, <laughs> have you ever seen a rabbit in the wild? And like, yeah. <laughs> rabbit tails. I'm always fucking bored. They're all buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, my, and they, it's like, you guys are right. Yeah. And we're like, no, we're not good. <laughs> we're I'm handing tissues yes. over. <laughs> so like when you, your brain develop, develops that ability and you do, and again, like the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, then you add alcohol or drugs or anything, your brain can still do it. So you can be completely wasted, but you're in that performative element. Yeah. And I, in that moment, I just went, he's like one of my closest friends. Everyone's telling me how great it was. And I, I don't have a memory of it. So yeah. I, I just stopped drinking for 12 months. But it's interesting that you say that you're not an alcoholic because just because you could stop it. Mm. I feel like any abuse of alcohol is is alcoholism. by definition. Yeah, I've. I mean, I've had conversations with my psych about that as well, and yeah. you know where that comes from. Like again, growing up in a small country town, like seeing like everyone drank. Binge drinking drink is normal, is especially in Australian common. culture. Yeah, and, and again, like twelve. Like I remember going to parties, and you know, parents, other parents, just like you want to be, you want to book a cruiser. Mm. Again, for me at that age, I was too competitive to be like, no, I don't want it. But again, it's just, I guess, the norm of seeing it and, and not like just drinking in excess. Mm. Like it's, mm. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's, uh, I sit here and I chat to you and I, and I know that I'm in a, I'm always trying to be in a better place than I was yesterday and mm-hmm. not trying to beat myself up if I'm not, yes. if I fall backwards and do stuff and understand that, you know, there's, there's definitely part of me in days where I'm like, do I, do I just want to be a teetotaler? Do I just never want to drink again or do anything? Mm. And there's days where I think, yeah, I could. Or maybe I should, but then there's days where like I enjoy a beer with a friend, and mm-hmm. um, you it know, doesn't I, affect you negatively. No, I think like if I drink in excess, I'll get the Sunday scaries, mm-hmm. or if I'm using recreational drugs, you know, you, you're coming down, you're not mm-hmm. feeling great. Also, not you shouldn't be doing that when you're on antidepressants because that can mm-hmm. fuck up what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But again, I guess that's a point of like I don't feel I've I don't like I don't feel like I've got everything right, and I feel like I'm always trying to get stuff better, and I think. Mm-hmm. One thing I've found for myself and for other people, if you're struggling with anything, is is just just being kind to yourself. Like it's mean. it's so fuck. Life is so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Let alone just living. Yeah. <laughs> like existing is hard. Yeah. And then we add everything else, and then and then you know we we're, we're all trying to be better at something. Yeah. Um. But it, if we fuck up, it's okay. Like you know, it's um. 
I don't know. I just feel like we sh- we all should be a little nice to ourselves yeah. sometimes. Out of curiosity, do you have a bit of perfectionism as well? And does that oh, does that play oh, into oh, it? Oh, okay. that, now, that, could be, that could be its own podcast. Okay, Fucking right. hell! Yeah. I, um, it's got a podcast called It's Perfect. It, everything <laughs> I do is perfect. It's also the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's an amazing juxtaposition in Jimmy's mind. Of he's the worst person, but also the best. He's the best at everything, everything. but not uh, in an ego-driven way. In like a, he wants to be the best, needs to be the best. But if he isn't, then he is a worthless piece of scum. It's yeah, really your whole worth depends on your productivity almost. Right. I highly relate. That's why yeah. I'm saying yeah. Yeah. My, my psych told me once, because we were talking about my perfectionism, like or like editing videos, like I edit videos to the Jimmy and Ath page and everything needs, like the captions need to be, everything needs to be spaced, right? Everything's like has to be a certain thing. And she started telling me to like fuck something up on purpose. <laughs> like just have the yeah. frame. Exposure like, therapy. Makes yeah. feel mm. sick. And then she's like, just see if anyone messages you or says anything. So I would start <laughs> uploading videos and I'd, I'd purposely something would be fucked. And like I'd show Nath or the team or anyone, no one says anything. I'm going to wow. start looking out for that. <laughs> I'd be like, why do you spell Nath's name wrong? And why also, the two T's? I'm the worst example because even if it is a shit video, I go, great, mate. Really right. good. Nath. Really so, so proud of you. Good. So good. So like, proud of you. I'd say if I exercise, like if I have my head, like I want to go for a 10K run or a 5K run, I have to go to that specific point. Like if I go to 4.98, my brain yeah. goes, you, that you're a fucking failure. You fucking, you might as well just fucking stayed in bed. You fucking piece of shit. Mm. And so, like, I, I've been trying to do that more. Like, I, I finish a little bit earlier, and it's so uncomfortable. But again, I'm trying to be better and understanding that 4.98 k's is better than zero k's. But mm. that's not how my brains work for a very long time. Yeah. But that also comes from like when I, again, like you could go on and on. And this is why like therapy and and seeing someone is so important. Like my dad, when I was a kid, dad wouldn't like let me celebrate things. So if we won like the cricket championship under 12s, the other kids would go to Maccas and celebrate. Dad would take me to the nets and be like, you got to keep getting better. Like you got to keep, if you want to be the best at whatever you are, like keep practicing. So like I never, for me, like if Nathan, I won any awards for the radio show, Nathan knows this. Like I can't, I, I really struggle like when you have to nominate for the Acros or whatever Nathan mm. does it all. It, it makes me feel physically sick when people tell you me that. It, you've won Acros. <laughs> Oscar doesn't fuck up captions and stuff. So because he's perfect, he got nominated. Oh, I get it. He's perfect. You yeah, can yeah, come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Don't, don't tell my secret. Anyways, back to the acras that you guys have won four hundred off. Oh no, I'm just saying. Like, I, I struggle with, with the radio that. awards. By the way, the radio awards. Yeah, I, str- I, str- I still struggle with that. But again, like I'm always trying to. There's a lot of things I know now about who I am because I've been to therapy and I've had those conversations, which I never would have understand who I am or why that we do things. I think a lot of things that we we take for granted. Nath, you have a healthy brain. So yes. <laughs> all of us in the room going, what's that like? Yeah. Because like in comparison, okay, say mm. I, I'm genuinely wondering this. Yeah. Because I think I'm the same as Jimmy. Like when I, if I, like when I won my actor last year, because I have an actor, okay, guys? Oh, no, I know. Okay. That. It's cool. like a little, mm. it's, it's you really impressive. You won one, impressive. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Something. But I was, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like that's lovely of everyone to vote for me. But like mm. you can't let it, you can't let it even give you like, a skerrick of confidence or ego because it's going to be taken away. Like, I think it's also like a thing of like, if I rely on that for my, any kind of joy, then I will never be fulfilled. I'll never be happy. So I have to ignore that it even happened. Mm. Um, Nate's smiling going, it's always joyous. Oh, I was so happy for you. Thank you. Love you. But like in comparison, say when you win in Accra, Jim, Jim's like, can't celebrate it. Can't be joyous about it. That's nice, I guess. But like, 
it does last like a millisecond. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Nath, how does your normal brain work? Question mark. Uh, well, <laughs> so it's funny. Like we've had we've had conversations like back when when Jim was in a real bad place and all that kind of stuff. One of the the self diagnosis things before uh, you took those steps to see a psychologist and medication, all that mm. kind of stuff. One of the things was Nath, you need to stop being so happy and upbeat all the time. That was that was one of the things because jealousy is a disease. Well, stop being so Shun the spotlight on the shit that was going I, yeah, on in your when brain. When I was really yeah. struggling at work and in and social settings and stuff. Um, you were living with that comparison. Yeah, we lived together and do everything together. Mm. And so everyone would see Nath, joyous, up and about. I'll go to this party. I'll do this thing at work. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I was struggling to live, to exist. And I was like, man, you've got to pull back because I, I, I I just couldn't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't live up to it. And it was just, and I, and I was trying my best and like, I didn't want him to change, but I just wanted him to stop doing it so much because then people were like, well, fucking Jimmy's fucking not here. Like, fucking what a cunt. Can't come to a, like a, a lunch mm. in the work office. Mm. And like my anxiety was peaking. Like my, yeah. when my anxiety peaks, my left hand shakes and um, no Oscar, you can't use it as a vibrator. <laughs> so and um, I was thinking it to be honest with you. But like, you need to be studied, Oscar. Honestly, <laughs> so, no, 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 anyone can come on like Lexapro. What a, an amazing it's man! It's, it's a turtle um, walk. That's yeah. I think what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I had to try and ask Nate to pull back a bit because. I mean, it just came so. But you're also different, and like he has a normal brain. But I've never met anyone that's so positive, so just go, go, go. Like he's the fucking energizer bunny. Yeah, yeah it's uh, more than normal. Yeah, yeah it is. Weird. It is. But but it also. I mean, it can't. <laughs> sorry, guys. It comes with its challenges. Uh, because oh, it must be so. <laughs> guys, I can come all the time. I'm happy. I've got a beautiful fiance. Yeah, My yeah. life is good. Yeah. I can press buttons on the radio well, show. It's wonderful. Ding. Ding. Uh, well, no. One of the hardest things that that, that I've found and and it's his penis using. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone can stick around and help no, me find good. it, I'd, I'd, where's Willie? It's a new magazine. <laughs> I've had to paint it red and white. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so, um, so one of the hardest things is, uh, is my... Uh, is something that I've had to really learn. And that's why, like, you know, I mean, all that shit that uh, Jim went through has really helped me grow because I found it and still at times find it so hard to relate and understand. Mm. It's so, and, and that's what sucks about it, you know? Like, there's times, there's been times over the many years that we've been so, uh, like, been best mates where Jim's been explaining something. And I could tell he's getting frustrated because I just, I don't understand. Mm. I don't, under, it's almost like toxic positivity yeah. uh, at times where I'm like, well, what do you mean? You, no, I don't think yeah. you're toxic. I think toxic positivity is like when you, like, well, when I was on the radio show before you guys pushed me out, um, <laughs> like I'd come in and I'd be upset about something almost every day. Mm. So would you be great? Mm. You val- you're not like. Look on the bright side. Yeah. You validate but I, emotions. I had to learn that, though. I had to learn oh. that. That wasn't always the case. I no. had to learn that. Because you were too optimistic. Because I was too right, optimistic. Okay. So I had to learn that optimism isn't always the best way to solve a problem. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that I had to learn and grow with. And that's why, you know, like Jimmy's growth has, uh, also made me grow as a person as mm. well. I was like, okay, when people are going through a shit time, the answer isn't starving kids in Africa. Yeah. You know what I mean? The it's answer isn't, crazy. mate, just turn that smile upside down. Yeah, yeah that frown upside down. down. <laughs> <laughs> That smile right. upside down. <laughs> oh my god, that's why you were upset. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, you I got the proud. saying wrong. Do you, um, but do you think that your because you said your dad was always really open to speaking to you about your emotions and you felt you could bring yeah. anything to him because of what he went through with his father? Absolutely. Do you think that is a huge one hundred? Because your dad wouldn't let you. No. Experience no. joy? My, question my, mark. No, yeah. correct. No, my mum and dad are exactly the same as me. 
I am like a spitting uh, image of my dad and also like mentally both of them because mm. like there is, I mean, you've been to many Christmases at my house. It's all like everything is, you know, focusing on the care of others and upbeat and happy and all that kind of stuff. And that's where like, wow. it's always looking at things they're not, and they're not they're like fucking aliens. Well, yeah. you guys <laughs> have like fights at Christmas and stuff. No, not oh, no, really. I know about the answer of a categories question. Oh, yeah. Well, when hell. my nan thought she invented categories, <laughs> yeah. that was an issue. She Nat- called it nanagories. Well, I feel like she did. So yeah. it's fine. We sat down. She's like, yeah. I've got a new game for you guys. I've come up with it myself. It's called nanagories. <laughs> <laughs> Scattergrease. Okay, so huge fights. Yeah, and then so we were like, Nan, it's caught. And then my mum was like, just let her have it. And I was like, well, it's called Scattergrease. I mean, if she goes to the bolo and says that she's in. Let her have it. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, a a lot of that was, a lot of that growth that I've had has been through my relationship with Jim and being like, okay, Mm -hmm. I think the the biggest thing that I've learned, and it's very cliche, but it's just listening. Just, Mm. you don't have to solve every problem Mm. and don't always look for a solution for that person because a lot of the time there isn't a solution that that I can provide yeah. at least. Um, so a lot of the time it's listening to it and then I guess ref- or in Jim's case, referring it on to someone or something that would be better qualified in helping than me. Yeah. Mm. And so Jim, when's the, when's like the biggest time that Nate's helped you? Was it when he told you well, that he thinks you should go to a psychologist or is it is it other little things along the way? No, I think it's more like I'm just lucky to have someone like him in my life. Like he is super rare. Like he is like, you could ask anyone, you could ask his parents who are super positive people. That's, you know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but you know, even his fiance Meg knows like, you know, she's, um, for those who don't know, Meg has cystic fibrosis. Um, she's had some really hard struggles with that uh, and living with it. And like Nath is the person you want around because, you know, he has grown in the early days when I said I was struggling, like, you know, be like, you're all right, mate, you know, mm. you're happy and healthy and, you know, mm. and I'm like, have a few drinks, we'll be fine. I, I yeah. was just like, I just, I, sometimes I just want to sit there and be like, it's fucked. And you to be like, yeah, it is it fucked. It is fucked, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you've come away from, you know, with that. But also I know like, and me and Meg have had that conversation about Nath, like he's just, he's just super fucking happy. Like, you know, like he, he wants everyone to be happy like it doesn't matter what day of the week it is he'll come up with a little game not just here at work like yeah. at home like he'll he'll go above and beyond so everyone's having a fun time like he walks around a party and be like can i do can i get you a drink can i yeah. come on, do you want to play cards do you want to play a game i could turn the playstation on do you want to put a song on spotify like well i haven't been invited to a party either of you so well, you've been sure. invited to my 30th and i had no voice shut up no, i'm not allowed <laughs> to have you at my house <laughs> that's why no, you're invited yeah. sorry uh, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah i mean yeah it's it's definitely something that i've had to learn and get better with as well i mean one thing that I like, I've, I've, I can never hold on to a grudge. Like if you punch mm. me square in the face and run my dog over with a car, and if you say sorry the next day, I will forgive you. That's like <laughs> maybe you should go to therapy. Yeah, like I, will, <laughs> I will forgive you because I and like sometimes you know when when like shits like shits fucked or someone's done something something shit to me. Yeah, I'll still feel upset by that, mm. but. You do get I'm, over things. I get over things, don't know. I get over things very, yeah. very quickly. I don't yeah. wait. Like I, I, I think my opinion is always, I was like, I, I don't have time to hold a grudge at somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, I hate that feeling that it makes me feel like I hate, I hate being like looking at someone and being like, Oh, oh fuck. Remember when you fucked me over? Like, yeah. I mean, that will always exist. I can't just evaporate that. Mm. That's got better at it. Like yeah. one of the things I used to hate was someone would piss him off 
And he'd just be lovely to him, like, oh, yeah, like, kill yeah. him with kindness. But mm. then we'd get in a car and get home, and he'd be like, just unload on me and be like, mm. fuck them, I hate them, rah, rah, and I yeah. think you are better at now. If someone yeah. does upset you, you say, hey, you have upset me, and say yeah. why. Yeah. Um, less people pleasey. Yes. Yeah, less yeah. I've, had, I've had to learn to have those. I'm so shit at having those tough conversations. Still not great at it. Mm. Uh, but it's something that I've really had to learn and be like, if I'm feeling something, and this is something that Jim's taught me and that my old man taught me as well, if, I, if I'm feeling something, I'm allowed to say it. I'm wow. allowed. Uh, <laughs> like if, if like you've upset me, like, I'm allowed mate, to would, say to you, you've upset me. I'd have to go into whether it yeah. be a friendship, a work thing, or whatever, and I'd have to be the like talking mm. half an eighth. Be like, mm. you've upset Nath. Yeah, like yeah. he's upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just, I would just, just couldn't fuck. I'd just be like, ah, oh, they didn't mean it. You know? Yeah, because yeah, you want to yeah. see the best in people. I want to see the best in people. Did, Jim, does it ever feel like, because I've had, like, you are a very rare person, Nath. I love how he's like our, he's like our, um, our case study. Yeah. We're like <laughs> a positive person with mental health issues. Little, Let's <laughs> capture him and ask him questions. Sticky things. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to run on a treadmill in a minute. Like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I've had, like, two people that I can think of in my life that are like you and plus you, so I've got a trio, which is mm. great. Um, but, Jim, did you ever feel like... You were kind of, oh, I don't want to say this, but this is how I felt before, like bringing Nate down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to put that in your brain, but when you're like, like everything I'm talking about, everything that I'm doing is just so negative and I can't get out of this and it pushes you further into that. You said that. You said that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said it to Nate, but I think um, like when I'm in a better place, like when I'm super bad, like I sometimes I limit my time around him or others because I'm like I can just pull people down because, I'm all, again, that comes back to me being very arrogant, very confident, and I mm. need to sort of do things and I can pull people into that black hole. But I think a lot of people ask why Nathan and I work. We find similar things funny and interesting. That's sort of what drives us in the same direction. Mm. But we are very different as people. Um, yeah. And I think it actually – it kind of helps each other. Like there are times where he does need to be brought down and you don't need to think of it like, cause one of a psychologist once told me that like all our emotions come out of one tap, right? Mm -hmm. We think that we can turn off the ones we don't like, like sadness, anger, whatever, but it's just one tap. So if you're mm -hmm. starting to turn those emotions off, you're also turning off happiness, joy, all those things. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I had tried to turn off all those. Like I hadn't cried in years for a long time because I just turned, I'd be like, no, I can't show that's weakness. I can't show mm -hmm. that, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn to turn that tap back on to get more in touch with, with joy and happiness mm -hmm. and empathy and all those Whereas things. I cry all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. But, Do you? Mm. Once a week, probably. I still think what, I, Monday I cried. Monday 3 p.m. before I, we start I the show. I cried, babe, two pig in the city. That made me bore my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest loser. Biggest loser. That show used to make me cry. Master Chef, when they played the music and they bring out the food. Oh, he's done something. Because your heart's been your Katy Perry. Katy Perry. I think I think our defaults, like Nathan and I, like I think at times there's still a, like people think that being angry or sad or, you know, um, being a pessimist at times is still like, oh, you shouldn't do that. But I actually think there are times and they are important feelings and emotions and they mm. give us the the opposite of the that other feeling of happiness mm. and sad and you understand why and you can be a bit more happier when you are sad and all those sort of things. So I think Nate's default is to be higher my default is to be lower. But I think constantly we nudge each other in the other direction. We also know what the other person needs, I think, because we know each other so incredibly well. Like mm. we know, like I, I can not even say anything to him. I can just look at him and he'll know exactly what I need. Yeah. But it's like, like, yeah. like when you say I bring Nate down, like I, I guess I used to worry about it, but there's times where it's like I think Nate sometimes is like, you know, he's super happy and everything's all good. And I'm like, no, nah, mate, like, something could fuck up here. Like, you know, we need, and to, I need like, that. I need like, that. You know, we could be talking about a new contract extension or something. And it's like, we need to, what do we want? What do we get out of this? Mm. You can't just be like, everything's happy and all good. Or sometimes I'll just walk into work and it's just a default to be down. And it's like, he'll just say something like, man, 
How good's our fucking job? You and me hanging out mm. in the studio, mm. and it's that nudge where I go, "Yeah, right, it's good." And but I think it's not pessimism; it's it's realism. Yeah, that's that's the thing that he has a lot more than I do is realism. Yeah. I'm very, I can be very head in the clouds and be like, "Oh my god, this is going to happen. We're going to get this. Like, how good is this? Amazing." Disney. Example A. Yeah, well, there you go. I thought it was going to be just. There's still a chance. I get 60 grand for this, yeah? Yeah, yeah, minimum. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's that realism that's something that I think rounds out who Jim is and it, it, it's what I need. Mm. Like that I am like not, I'm deficient in realism and, mm. I, and I need that and that's something that he's been able to to, to essentially teach me yeah. is, is, look, is look at things and be like, okay, that's okay if that doesn't work like that but you still got to be ready for the fact that that might not work yeah. that way. And that's, that's something that I definitely had to learn because, I mean, because uh, all through high school and all that kind of stuff, if I wanted something, I'd get it. <laughs> because I would, you're a work, I would work for it. <laughs> Here's some realism for you, you're a wanker. I'd work for it and I would get it. But then coming into the real world, just because you work for something doesn't mean you're going to get it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think it's interesting, like, friends of mine that have had spouts of depression, bouts of depression and, like, obviously when I've been depressed or really anxious or whatever – I feel like you've never, like you're saying, oh, it's, you know, it was more of like a realism thing. Have you ever felt like Jimmy's just mood was bringing you down? I think it's, because I've never felt that about my friends, but when you're in that spot, like I've been on both sides, I'm sure you have as well, Jim, mm. and you know that your friends been like, I'm sorry for ruining a day, and you're like, you're really not, but when you're in it, you can't like see out of it. Mm. So I just mm. want to have on record just people listening in case they're feeling the same way that you <laughs> yeah. never felt that way. No, never felt that way. No, no, no. I, I mean, the, the thing was because I knew I knew that he was in a place where the only way was up mm. from there and, and I knew I knew that he was taking steps. And as long the wins for me was him taking steps and, and realising. I'm mm. at my happiest when he's happy. That's That's literally because I get my energy from him. That's, you know what I mean? Like if we, sometimes like I've emceed events where he's not been there and it's like, you know, it, it misses a part, sounds lame, uh, misses a part of like who I am. You know Except I mean? for that time that we did the show alone. You well, I, I mean, well, that, that was obviously as good. If that's, better. that's the only, that's the only one that stands out. <laughs> yeah. as, God, we could have <laughs> God, we could have well, really made something, something of it. We could have done something. If, not, if Jim's yeah. shoulder surgery really <laughs> fucked up, we yeah. could have really, could have just flown in there. You know? Yeah. But I think, and, and I mean, that, that comes from, you know, spending so much time with each other where it's like, I feel like I'm at my best or not feel like I know I'm at my best when he's at his best. Mm. Because, I mean, you can see like when we do all those silly bits and all that stupid stuff that annoys the shit out of you, which we love doing, mm, uh, so glad about. that is up here when he's up here. You know what I mean? Like if one of us is off, then the whole thing will be a little bit off. And that's why we know what to give each other at that time to make sure that we're the best versions of ourselves in that particular moment. Wow. I just feel like you guys are the most beautiful friendship. I love you both so much. We love you, mate. And I'm bored now, so we're going to end it. <laughs> No, I do like hey, you guys. How long did that we last? A, that was like an hour wanna, and a half. Yeah, and a half, do you exactly. want to plug? Oh yeah, plug your shit. Okay, okay obviously because we love the boys. <laughs> yeah, we got a radio show seven or ten. There you go, done. <laughs> <laughs> but you also the podcast. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, born, born funny. funny. Um, uh, Waiting for my chance on them. Well, <laughs> would you like <laughs> you to be start being funny? We'll get you on. Yeah. <laughs> you can be after Good Oscar. Good one, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm only being you because you love me because you're in love with me. You haven't had the hoofs for a while. Careful of those things, man. Look, they're fucking dangerous. Okay. Anyway, Jimmy and Nate, seven till ten. Seven till ten. Weeknights on the Hit Network. Born, no, I'm doing a born. Look at me, born funny, right? Okay, so it's Jimmy and I catching up with Australia's funniest people. Yes, Abby will be one of the guests, and yes. figuring out whether or not they were born funny or if it's something that they picked up along the way. Uh, so we start. We you know we talk to these people, and they're from like different walks of life. Some of them are stand up. Some of them are 
podcast people, uh, some of them are TV people, some of them are athletes, and a lot of these people have had different journeys with comedy, and we wanted to know or we want to figure out when they developed and built and started making a living off their relationship with comedy. That's what the podcast is about. Cool. And we love it. You guys mm. are amazing. I, I miss you guys so much, except not enough to come back. But like, Also, I live <laughs> like five minutes from you. Yeah, but you guys are always together and working and playing golf and stuff. Like, well, not with my shoulder. With, oh, yeah. Did, we have uh, lunch on Friday. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're doing, doing lunch. Yeah, we're going to send it. Yeah. Yeah, send but not it. too much, not in an alcoholic way, no. in like a healthy way. In a healthy, in a healthy it's way. It's on the company card. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love you guys. We love you. Love you so much. Great podcast, guys. Really podcast. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. A listener production.